For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. This is Perspectives, a show where an examination of our many differences often shows us how much we have in common. I'm Condis Presley. If you are like me, you've been at home for the last several weeks. And if you set a New Year's resolution way back in January, hey, remember that? To perhaps change the way you eat, lose some weight, try some new things. Clearly, being in quarantine has not been friendly to maintaining a specialty diet. So today we may have the solution for you. Our guest is Dr. Anna. She's been on the show, Dr. Anna Quebec. She's been on our program before. She's got a new book coming out this week, coming out on Tuesday. She's going to tell us about that. But really, I wanted to have you on, Dr. Anna, and welcome and glad to have you on the program to sort of talk us through trying to maintain our diets as we've been in quarantine now for, gosh, almost two months. Oh, my goodness. I know. And it is. Well, first, it's great to be here on Perspectives with you again. It's really amazing. And so I am hearing you and I hear the cry of many of our listeners, many women, certainly in my client base and that have been fighting and struggling with weight gain and also certainly falling into some unhealthy habits with stress. And it's nothing to be ashamed about. It is a function of a stress response. But our next right step is to get a handle on it and, you know, get back in the best shape, actually, to get in the best shape of our lives. And how do you do that? I mean, one thing, we are home, we are preparing our own meals and likely not eating out as much. So we're having to make those choices with the grocery shopping we're doing either in store or having it delivered to your home. Right. And actually, we can make this work to our advantage. The first thing, because we are in the South and we're you know exposed to hurricanes and we think of foods that can stay on the shelf for a long distance of time tend to be those starchier, heavier comfort foods. And this is where we can make that shift because we still have fresh farm-raised foods and lots of greens and vegetables, and those are in abundance at our grocery stores currently. So we can shift to, you know, being able to eat healthier, in fact, and stay away, move away from the carbs, move away from those center aisles of the grocery store and stay on the outskirts, the fresh foods, the, you know, fresh meats, the fresh fish. And also, hey, this is a time to talk to our hunter friends and (laughs) fishermen and really focus on fresh and available from nature. Talk to us about the, the keto diet. I have friends who've been doing it. I tried it for a bit. Others are trying to maintain those very specific guidelines. I understand you've got a a new plan that you'll talk about in your new book that sort of helps walk us through that. Tell us more. Absolutely. Because, you know, with the first step being eating more fresh, I talk about eating keto green. Keto is shifting your body from 
using sugar as fuel to using ketones as fuel, which are fat molecules. And when we think keto diet, often we are thinking, oh, well, that's the, you know, bacon and meats and butter and, and just fats. And that is, is not actually the ideal way. We call that going keto dirty, but we want to be keto clean, which is keto green. And that means we add in our alkalinizers and the fiber, because without fiber, we're going to be constipated. We're actually going to be more toxic. We recirculate more toxins. And we need fiber and the micronutrients from dark leafy greens. So hence our collard greens, you know, our kale, our spinach, our um, Swiss chard, beet greens, all of these dark green leafies, plus our cruciferous vegetables. Now we still want healthy fats, and this is critical, especially for women, menopause and beyond, because our hormones are derived from fat. So we need those healthy hormones. But those in my age, you know, in our 50s, who were, you know, in high school and college in our 80s, in the 80s, and that was the whole low-fat movement that was so destructive to our hormones, that was low-fat, high-carb, we have to do everything now to shift, and this is really important for all of us, men and women over age 50, we have to shift to lower carbs that choose healthy carbs and higher, healthier fats and good quality protein. We need protein for muscle so we don't waste, we don't have muscle wasting as we get older. Muscle is really critical. And this is something that, uh, um, you know, is important to remember that, you know, often we're not over fat, we're under muscled. We're under muscled. And so we need to bring up healthy amounts of proteins, good quality fats, and the micronutrients. So the second step that I really have clients take, and that's intermittent fasting, because it's great to, you know, get fats and, and you know, and as fuel, but it's really important to use our own fat <laughs> as fuel. <laughs> Any reserve fat, you know, I certainly have some. And so we have to shift into a, a a state of autophagy and that is where our body is kind of using its energy to uh, to discard get rid of unhealthy cells and we call that autophagy and the way we do that is through intermittent fasting and extended fasting and so with that that also improves our body getting into ketosis and becoming more insulin sensitive, which we know is a real strong boost to our immune system and also improves our waistline. Our guest on Perspectives today is the woman we call the girlfriend doctor, but she's got great advice for the fellas too, Dr. Anna Kabeca. She is the author of a couple of books. It's uh, The Hormone Fix, uh, Eating Healthy, The Keto Green Way, and the book coming out on May 5th, Keto Green 16. Dr. Anna, when you talk about good carbs, what do you mean by that? Because Lord knows I've been craving chips more than I ever have in the last three months. And I know those are not a good carb. That is not a good carb because that is high and that will convert to glucose. But this is a reason why many people, not just you or I, are, are craving higher carbs. And first reason is, especially crunchy, like the craving for chips, that's stress eating. That is absolutely, you want that crunch, you know, that crunchy chips and that salt and your, your body wants those extra minerals because you're pumping out cortisol and that's a higher stress state. So we tend to get minerally depleted. So we have to shift that. And before, you know, and this is what's really important, we hydrate with always 
we often are hungry because we're dehydrated. So thinking of drinking plenty filtered water in between your meals so that you're well hydrated and not so hungry come mealtime is important. But that craving for those carbs, those chips, those crunchy or the sweets for comfort, when we're craving sweets like cheesecake or cookies, it is often comfort eating, comfort eating. So we want that soothing comfort in both situations. We get a rise in glucose. And then we get a rise in insulin. And what happens is we become more, we have more cravings. And all of this is stemmed from, from honestly, from the hormone cortisol. Because as cortisol goes up, glucose goes up, and then insulin has to conquer that glucose, which drives our blood sugar down. But all of a sudden, we're feeling hyperglycemic, or we, we need to eat, or we have cravings. So willpower is physiologic. In order to gain control of these cravings and willpower, it's it's really a couple things. It is when we break fast in the morning, when we get up in the morning, we have to, this, these two simple things will change our day completely, will improve our day and improve our willpower throughout the day. We won't have cravings if we do these two things when we get up in the morning. Shall I share them with you? Please. Okay. So kind of first thing when we get up in the morning, a tall glass of water, a tall glass of alkaline water. You can put a little squirt of lemon juice in there. It should be room temperature, but it's fine. And um, so filtered water, and everyone should have a filter on their water faucet or have some type of water purifier because we don't want to drink tap water for a number of reasons, including multiple chemicals in our water that can affect our hormones. So a tall glass of filtered water and um Add a squirt of lemon juice into it or even a, a tablespoon of apple cider vinegar because that's alkalinizing and detoxing right away in the morning. It rehydrates us because we've been essentially fasting all night and get dehydrated. And so we are all of a sudden hydrated. We're fueled. We've got those alkalinizers from the lemon or the um, apple cider vinegar to help get our body detoxing and hydrated right off first thing in the morning. A nice big tall glass as much as you can drink and start and then have your cup of tea or your cup of coffee later. And then when you're ready to break fast and in Keto Green 16, I get clients to do 16 hours between dinner and breakfast, but at least try for 13 hours between dinner and breakfast because we know when we do, we have a decreased risk of uh, cancer it improves our improves our risks and so intermittent fasting so when we break fast we want to make we want to have a meal that has you know a healthy amount of fats in it think of avocado salmon heck even bacon and um, healthy amount of fats healthy good quality protein and fiber and that fiber from low carbohydrate dark green leafy vegetables so spinach, kale, onions, tomatoes, you know, we want all those three components. Fiber will keep us fuller longer and fat will keep us from having hunger and high quality protein to give us fuel throughout the day. Now, when we have the combination, our blood sugar is not going to go up and down on this seesaw phenomenon that happens which results in cravings. It will stay steady and we'll come lunchtime or later in the day and think, oh gosh, it's already, I'm not even hungry and it's time to eat, you know, 
And that's a beautiful thing to happen. And, and I come from a place where I've been well over 240 pounds. I used to go to bed thinking about food, waking up thinking about food. To be lib- liberated from those cravings has given me so much, so much energy and honestly so much really powerful good health. And that's why I just want everyone to feel this freedom. Dr. Anna, when we talk about intermittent fasting, how many days a week are you suggesting someone do that? Well, I really recommend, especially if we have any health issues we're working on, that we make it part of our life, that we really do make intermittent fasting part of our life. So like on a regular basis, 13 hours between dinner and breakfast, but even for some of us, 16 hours, 18 hours with longer intermittent fast. I typically do a long fast on Sundays. I typically will do 22 to 23 hour fast on Sundays. So I have one meal on Sundays. And that's part of my my meditation, my spiritual practice. And then during the week, it's typically anywhere, usually 15 to 16 hour fast. So the more we do, and this is what a study showed in the Journal of the American Medical Association, which was published in 2016, was really profound. It looked at women with breast cancer. And what it showed was that when women had at least 13 hours between dinner and breakfast, they had a significantly reduced risk of recurrent cancer as well as a improved hemoglobin A1C, which is a marker of blood sugar. And so those are huge quality of life markers. And their food or the, what they ate wasn't necessarily very different, but their, a significant difference was in their fasting interval from dinner to breakfast. More importantly than from breakfast to or whatever that first meal of the day is to dinner. How much time should pass in between those? Um, between breakfast and your next, between the time you break fast and your next meal? That is correct. So, so typically, if you're, you can do two meals a day. And again, for those in menopause and andropause, those of us over 50, it, two meals a day is plenty. We don't have to think breakfast, lunch, and dinner. We can think just two meals a day. Now, I, so that would be an, an eight hour, if we're doing 16 hours of fasting, this is what I outlined in Keto Green 16, we can do 16 hours of fasting between dinner and breakfast. And, and again, we work up to it. In my book, I have a beginner, intermediate, and advanced plan, as well as a vegetarian plan too. But we, so we work up to that and then we break fast and then we have supper at some point. So, you know, typically, say, for example, we break fast at 10 or 11, we have supper at 6 or 7 p.m. Now, you can have a a meal in between, a light keto green meal or a keto green smoothie or something like that, or or a low-carbohydrate snack like some nuts or half avocado with some olive oil or a hard-boiled egg with, you know, some greens or celery. Something like that could be midday. Again, that's very low in carb, less than 5 to 10 grams of carb total. So, again, your blood sugar is not going to go up and down. And that's really important that we're monitoring, you know, we're really uh, stabilizing our blood sugar so that we're not feeling like I need to eat a second or a third time and, you know, and certainly snacking. Snacking is one of the most destructive things that we can do to our metabolism. It is one of the biggest reasons we're insulin resistant and we have so much um, difficulty with weight management and we have such an increased risk of diabetes in this country. So snacking has to stop. 
We're talking to Dr. Anna Kabeka. She is an Emory University trained gynecologist, a woman's health expert. The first time we met her, she told us about how she'd gone through early menopause when she was only 38 years old. She traveled the world to find answers and healing and did. She's now triple board certified menopause and hormone expert, internationally acclaimed for her work in gynecology and obstetrics, integrative medicine, which I didn't say right, but I think you got it, anti-aging and regenerative medicine. Uh, One book, The Hormone Fix, the new book out this week, The Keto 16. So snacking is bad. Fasting is good. Stress is bad, but people are going through a lot of stress right now, Dr. Anna. And I've been doing some reading where people have been sipping a little bit more wine, I think the ladies have. And I know my some of my friends have said that as well uh, as we're coping, as we're living through this pandemic. Where does a glass of wine fit in this plan that you have? <laughs> Well, I always find the research to support my vices, and that includes wine, chocolate, and coffee for sure. So, in my in my book Keto Green Sixteen, I give some I give some mocktails and some low carbohydrate options for beverages. And certainly, there are nice, beautiful dry wines that we can have a glass of wine with dinner and not see an increase in our blood sugar. Now, I may not be able to have two or three, but that's probably a good rule of thumb to stop at one. And so, and the same thing, I have a great recipe for a mocktail as well as a taquito um, cocktail as well. So with some tequila, tequila, an ounce or two of tequila and doesn't seem to affect our blood sugar. So again, a little bit goes a long way when it comes to alcohol, not prohibited on the plan, but everything in moderation. The only, the precaution that I have is that you know, it often, alcohol, of course, will often um, reduce our willpower. So as we're starting, I like you to lay off all alcohol during this time because that, again, we want to have willpower. We want to stay the course. We want to develop these new habits. And and just like, just like any new workout routine, it takes time for these muscles to develop, these muscle memory. So we want to really increase our willpower, decrease our cravings. And often alcohol can lead us down a path of continued cravings and loss of willpower. Earlier, you talked about the benefits of drinking alkaline water, filtered water. Tell us why. Well, because, you know, one thing is that we are designed to um, have, we need minerals in our body and we need hydration. Our body is predominantly water. So we hydrating ourselves makes a difference. And there's a difference between alkalinity and acidity. Hence, my whole keto green approach is about more alkaline foods, more alkaline minerals, more alkaline lifestyle choices. So consider when we talk about acidity versus alkalinity, think of a city, acidity, like a city, like New York City, industrial, smog, fast paced, higher stress. And stress increases acidity in our body as well. And think of alkalinity as more of like the Amazon jungle, your favorite forest hike, you know, your relaxing place that is your retreat center, essentially. And that's more alkalinity. I like to think of the Amazon jungle with a waterfowl in the background and lots of greens and beautiful foliage. And so in our body, it's the same thing. Different parts of our body have different pHs. For example, our stomach is very acidic. Our urine is a marker 
for us. Like it's a vital sign. So I have clients check urine pH and I teach you how to do this in my books. But the key thing to know is that alkalinity is really important. Our blood pH maintains its slightly alkaline state at 7 pH. Our body will maintain our blood pH at 7.4. And that is slightly alkaline and it's really important for life. A little bit higher, a little bit lower, and we're in trouble. But other parts of our body may fluctuate and then that includes the urine. When we're more stressed, our urine pH is more acidic. When we're more um, relaxed, um, better nourished, rested, we tend to have a more alkaline urine pH. But this is something that is right now a important marker for how we're monitoring our health. And research shows that the more alkaline your urine pH is, the less risk of diabetes, hypertension, cancer, osteoporosis, all these diseases of aging are. And so that's an important thing to consider. And I say alkaline water because alkaline water has more minerals in it and it's filtered water fresher water without contaminants and between meals we want to hydrate now with meals we don't want to hydrate and so we don't want to dilute our digestive enzymes so one of my pearls is not to drink more than four ounces with your meal so with a meal we wouldn't want to drink a um, alkaline water because that's going to dilute our digestive enzymes so with our meal, that's where you could have your four ounce glass of wine or, you know, if you just need some regular water to, um, I mean, it's fine to just have regular neutral pH water for dinner or something or a cup of tea or something like that. And um, that with your meal. But ideally, we don't want to drink with our meals because drinking with our meals dilutes our digestive enzymes. I know it goes against popular culture but it is a significant detriment to our health. And that's why so many people have trouble with digestion and they're on antacids and reflux medications and, um, and that results in more inflammation in our body. Where does exercise fit into this plan? Well, I created a 16-minute plan that's in the book that you can do anywhere. But movement is essential for quality life. And so I created this um, 16 minute exercise plan. If you have exercise bands, that's all you need. And you can just even get started without it. But just some simple exercises that we can do to keep us moving, get us in shape, and they're intense enough to really improve a couple really important hormones. First being growth hormone, which is increased when we get a good night's sleep and when we do high intensity interval training. And for 16 minutes, it's on and off, one minute intense, one minute low impact. And this exercise routine really kicks our metabolism out of a stall zone. And we feel more empowered. And then again, we're going to have less cravings, let, we'll handle stress better. And that's also a big component of the book, strategies to improve our stress response and how we empower the most important hormone in our body, which counters or stress hormones, and that is the hormone oxytocin. So in Ketograin 16, there's a whole lifestyle strategy to improve oxytocin in our lives. So that's really one of our best defenses on stress, these loving relationships, having fun, good friends, and lots of laughter in our life. That's really incredibly powerful medicine. And Dr. Anna, your book is out this week, The Keto Green 16. Where can folks find it? 
And where can people find you? you can, oh, thank you. You can find Keto Green 16 anywhere books are sold. A big shout out to our local booksellers. Please support them. And also it's available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble. More information is on my website at dranna.com. That's D-R-A-N-N-A.com. Dr. Anna Quebec, we appreciate you. Thank you so much for your time today. Stay well, stay safe, and until they tell us otherwise, stay inside. Perspectives is a community and public affairs program crafted with you in mind. If there's a guest you'd like to hear interviewed or a perspective you think should be explored, let me know. If you're old school, just write me. 1601 West Peachtree Street, Northeast, Atlanta, Georgia, 30309. Or message me via social media. I'm Condis Presley on Facebook, Condo29 on Twitter and Instagram. Thanks for listening. Be sure to listen again next week at this very same time as we examine another perspective. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.